Welcome back to the Down the Wire podcast. Everyone, you're home for Backpage News. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded so much better when we did it off air, but keep going. <laughs> I'm your host, Jacob Rack, going over here is John Balser. <laughs> here in the nation's capital. Um, we got Phelan taking over for Coleman on the keys today. Fat guy Phelan, how we doing? Doing great. Good to have you back in studio, man. It's been a while. Thanks, man. Um, later in Backpage News, we got some good stories coming up. Like, we have, it's, first off, it's literally raining drugs in France right now. How allure! And, <laughs> all right, tone it down. All right? Come on. Sorry, man. I'm fired up after that nipple twist. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't believe that just doesn't affect you. Yeah, no, it's, it's that's insane, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I just found that out about you today. Yeah, bullying was a real thing in grade eight, but like, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we have a long, hard penis war at hand right now, and we have the aftermath and what came from it coming up later. And then we also have a teacher that found a loophole to avoid work for twenty years. That and more in back page news. But first, hey, if you're on Spotify, drop five stars, leave a comment. You can do that now on Spotify. Just give a little little scroll. You can even hit on the poll, pick your favorite story of the day. Apple, five stars, YouTube, drop a like, drop a comment, something. It doesn't have to be nice. Ring Just that, help us out. Ring that MF and bell, man. Yeah, dude. Come on. And then uh, what else we got? Oh, Red Bull. Yeah, we do. Yeah, Today's episode's fueled by Red Bull. Do you want one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. It's a high energy podcast. I'm passing you the Red Bull. Thanks, Red Bull. Mine came with a baby bell on top of it. <laughs> I'm just saying, Red Bull, this is our doing. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm making it seem like it's yours. But like, it, just saying, this seems like easy packaging. Mm. Red Bull with a baby bell on top. I don't know what to call Allegedly it. Allegedly baby bell. Baby bull. Yeah. Baby bull. <laughs> Make the Red Bull can smaller to fit that. Mm. Yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Same the- circumference as the baby paws bell. Yeah. <laughs> but if you if you, if you you had that, you, you, yeah, you get yeah. what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. Little baby bulls, like the little cor- coronas, the cor- coronitas. Yeah, dude. Yeah, the yeah, 200 yeah. millis. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, okay. Side note. I had a Korean exchange student. Uh, in the fourth grade and my mom packed in baby bells for his lunch and I came into the cafeteria for the first day of his school and he's like this is what he holds up to me he's like this cheese tastes like shit <laughs> he ate the plastic he ate the, he ate the wax bro hey, he ate the yo, wax yo. Dude. <laughs> he's like oh this tea, cheese like actually tastes so bad like why am I chewing it so much dude <laughs> this is what it looks like <laughs> I'm so much wax yeah, in my I was gonna say you got some wax in there but <laughs> keep it rolling to the face bed. for radio uh, okay we're in July at the end of this month, July 29th, we have another clothing pop-up event at the studio, hosted by us, but curated by local brands. We got Knife Circus, who if you guys came in May, he collabed with Dolos, but this time he's collabing with Fari Creek, another local brand of the city. Come check that out. Saturday, July 29th, free entry, pull up to the studio. We're downtown Bank Street. We'll drop the location when we get sooner to the date. Let's get into it. Back page news, No, no, John. keep it going for a second. I'm getting the baby bill. Keep it going. Yeah. All right. Um... <sighs> <laughs> first time I uh more baby bell. First time I watched porn was when okay, I Okay, never mind, never mind. We're good. <laughs> we're back. We're back. All right. First back page news headline we got. Drugs rain down on countryside after French fighter jet intercepts a tourist plane. Let's get there. 
So this Taurus plane was like a single-seated Taurus plane. Is it like a private jet or like a, a little Cessna or something? A little Cessna. Hmm, I'm not that confident. Sounds fancy. I'm not confident about the like amount of baby bells that isn't in my teeth right now. So you keep going again. But um, you're good, bro. I'm good. I yeah, you good. look like I'm the good. kind of guy that had baby bell wax in your teeth. <laughs> it's good. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> um, so this plane, dude. It was flying from France to actually didn't get to the destination, so we don't know where. Well, it had an emergency land. Not emergency landing, like they were in danger, but emergency landing is in the jig was up. Yeah, like an emergency landing is like when you're driving and a cop pulls you over and you have to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you weren't planning on stopping on the side of the highway. That wasn't your destination, but that's where you are now. And you have to get in the back of the cruiser because apparently you can't have 14 beers and drive. Anyways. Have you? That's a lot of beers to drive. <laughs> so this plane... It got intercepted by a fighter jet because the uh, tourist. <laughs> Sorry, it's way louder than I thought it was. I don't know if the mics picked that up, but that was loud, dude. <laughs> that was. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> this jet, dude, or this Cessna, whatever the fuck, it was. It flew over a nuclear plant, which was a no-fly zone. So that's why this. Uh, French fighter jet was like, oh, we got to go check out the situation, see why this thing's flying over this restricted area. Mm -hmm. And this thing looks scary, dude. It looks like military grade. It's a fighter jet. So it's a military grade plane and it pulls up on this guy and the guy immediately panics and he starts, he opens up the doors of the plane and starts dumping out just bags of bricks of cocaine. Just starts- Or white powder. White powder. Allegedly powder. Come on. Come on. Could be meth. Could be. So he starts dumping out over a dozen bags of these. Uh, white powder, cellophane wrapped bundles of joy, we'll call it. And then he eventually has to do a landing in uh, where they land. Doesn't matter, but they had to do a landing. He also had fifty thousand dollars in the cockpit, which was like forty five thousand euros, but fifty thousand American. So that sounds like a really fun plane ride. But yeah, he ended up having to make an emergency landing. They're currently analyzing the white powder substances that he dropped off in a countryside. Mm -hmm. So they located it. They found it. Um, this yeah, is dude. my, the, the first thing I have to say is this is why Tom Cruise needs to start using stunt doubles, right? Film an American made too. We just got to start using stunt doubles. Like you're just putting yourself at way too much risk here, Tom. This guy should have watched American made. He would have actually gotten away with this. Dude, that's what I'm saying. You got to go, you don't go through the, un, like the unrestricted fly, or the restricted fly zones. I was thinking this guy had to be on blow while smuggling blow. I don't think there's any other way to do it. No, 100%. It's the best way to do it. If you're going like, to do it. But even like flying a plane. If you think about it, though, like, it's a very cokehead decision. It's a very cokehead intrusive thought to be like, oh, shit, there's another plane that looks sus. What's my best course of method right now or my best course of action right now? And you just open the doors <laughs> of a plane. Like, imagine that. Like, yeah. the wind blowing. Like, <laughs> You're like holding onto the sides, dude, and you just start dumping out like that's that like that looks sus as fuck, dude. Like you're just dumping out bags of coke. I like the guy, like the idea, like he's in like a like a little like a personal like pleasure craft air air airplane, right? And then this like French like fighter jet pulls up next to him and like hits him with the like <laughs> you know, and he's just like no, and then just starts. Hawking kilos out the window. Yeah. Right? Because the jet was probably just going to be like, hey, buddy, you know, you just flew over a restricted area. He'd be like, oh, sorry, man. My bad. My B. You know what I mean? My B. Sorry, but, man. Because in what world is the better De option? Soleil. De soleil. De <laughs> he says. <laughs> well, I don't know. I thought. Oh, I can't do it. Yeah. But, um, no, you're killing that. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just in what world is throwing 
bricks of cocaine out the window, the better idea. A world where you're high on blow. So that's why I think he was he was high as shit. Honestly, the best way I wouldn't want to do it any other way. So do you know when you're like high on blow? Kidding. We don't do that here anymore. Um. <laughs> Not since the incident. <laughs> Not since the incident that put us on the fl- no fly list. Yeah. Um, you know. You know when you see a cop, and you're not even doing anything bad, and you're driving, you're sitting there, and you're like, oh, "Yo, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm chilling, dude. Here I am driving. Maybe you had some. Never mind. No, I'm, I didn't do anything. I'm just driving. Yeah, you're fine. I'm you're, just, you're sober. I am, yeah, I yeah. am so like stone cold, Sally. You actually sober. just did a lot of great things that day. Yeah, I saved like, a woman. Your stats I were saved, insane. I saved a woman from a burning tree. Yep. I helped a cat across the street. <laughs> um, you know. Good things that day. Good Samaritan, right? And I see a cop just in my rear view, right? Ten and two. I'm up here. I'm I'm like my posture hasn't been this good since when was my posture good last? When do you sit upright? Uh when you're down twelve and two K. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down twelve and two K and I'm about to get humiliated in front of the boys. Yeah. I'm I'm upright. You know what I mean? I'm at twelve and two. And that one girl that's kinda like part of the boys, but locally you want to slide in with is there. So you're like, oh shit, I gotta show up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not about to post on my Facebook wall that I just lost to Kevin on two K. Why would ha- you post that? Dude, I lost by thirty on two K at like three AM in and the you morning. It? Yeah, well that was the deal. Oh, was he was the- like at twenty you give up. But if I beat you by 30, <laughs> you have to post oh, on Facebook. No. Yeah, straight up, bro. Okay. I, I posted on my Facebook. My mom commented. And she's Yo. like, I was hoping that my university, like the money I paid for your university would go to better use than this. I but. didn't realize I raised a little bit. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I, like in a nutshell, that is exactly what she said. I had Yo. my friends who like I played all through high school, like hadn't seen them in years. were like, bro, you changed. You, you changed, bro. So, so what happens when the cop pulls up to the window? That's the thing. It's like, I, I know how to act. You know, driver's ed taught me well. When, when a cop pulls past me, you, you know, you just fucking straighten up. But like, what happens when it's a plane? You know what I mean? They, the, the, the fighter pilot said that he was acting erratic. I don't know what that looks like in a plane. Especially Just, when a fighter jet is flying up to you. Like, how do you not fly erratically? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm going to freak the fuck out. Yeah. So what I've does, never seen a fighter jet before. <laughs> well, in the there's one in my peripheral. And I'm just like supposed to be chill about it. And he's it. like, he's like, I just want to talk. And I'm on blow. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, I, I have like... 50 grand in my bag right now. <laughs> yeah. And I have a ton of coke in the back of the car. You know that saying, never speed with a dead body in the trunk? Right. I just, I just can't picture that like radio comms. Like, hey, buddy, what you doing? And you're just hucking kilos out the window, dude. Yeah. Rugby tosses to the side. Yeah. Perfect spirals down into the French countryside. But that begs the question, you find a kilo of cocaine in your backyard after it's been dumped off of a drug, drug smuggling operation. What do you do with that kilo of cocaine now? You break bad. You break bad. Yes, man. Yeah, dude. This is why we've been doing this for so long. Yeah, dude. We have the same ideas. I was going to say, though, um, I don't think... Obviously, you're not allowed to, but I just don't think you should be allowed to in the uh, criminal world. It should be like a taboo kind of thing. Like, yo, don't do, like there's some kind of unwritten rules when it yeah, comes to honor crime. among thieves. Yeah, I think you shouldn't be able. It shouldn't be a thing to transport drugs from country to country. It should be whatever your country produces. 
That's what you got. Locally sourced. So I it's like, like that, can- so us, us here in Canada, right? We wouldn't have cocaine, what? but our weed would be insane, and we and people would come all around the world just mm. to smoke our weed. And the only time people from Canada would be able to do blow is if they went to Mexico itself, and it would make it more of like a draw. I don't know, know I mean? if like, Mexico's thing. I don't. Colombia. Yeah, Colombia. Wherever they Bolivia, do it, I don't know. I don't yeah, do yeah. cocaine. So like wherever <laughs> the best is of that product. You know what I mean? No, I, I get what you're like saying. If you want to do the best meth in the world, you got to smoke up that blue in Albuquerque, bro. <laughs> That's the only way to do it. Like I said, he's coming fresh off that Breaking Bad rip, bro. <laughs> Last episode was crazy. It was crazy. It's, it's good. You know, that's a whole other story, though. I like the idea of locally sourcing your stuff, man. Like, let's... Yeah. Let's I think it would be a cool thing, like... Um, so you're saying we should uh, tighten would, down the borders, would, or...? <laughs> protect our borders. No, it should be like... It should be like we should build a 30,000-foot-tall wall <laughs> that, that keeps, plates can't <laughs> go over top. <laughs> like, if you're into orbit, like, the only way you can bring cocaine into our nation is by space travel. Like, Jeff Bezos is going to have to get into <laughs> yeah. fucking... Cocaine drops from <laughs> Mars, dude. But it would be a cool thing because it helps both sides. Because people that have addictions wouldn't have addictions. Well, unless you're from those. They're super unimpressed with that. Yeah. There's no way that's not getting picked up. <laughs> that loud honk, maybe. We'll see. But I think it would help both sides. <laughs> they doubled down on that. Oi. Shut the fuck up! I'm going to do my cocaine and drive. I heard that. <laughs> This isn't even a radio show. This is a pre-recorded and then post-release <laughs> podcast. This guy's reacting. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. I think it's great for both sides, though, because people that have addictions in this country wouldn't yeah. have addictions because you wouldn't be able to get it here. And people that have never tried it and have a stick up their ass, like, oh, I would never touch that. It's disgusting. It would turn into like that Amsterdam kind of wow. allure. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to go to Columbia this summer with my friends because I want to try this thing cocaine they talk about. Yeah. It's the thing. It's like when you go to it's like when you go to Thailand and you know. What? You know. What? Say it. You bang the lady boy, don't you? Oh, win in Rome. I get it. My dad Listen. went a few years ago. Yeah, and he loves it too, yeah, doesn't he? He loved Thailand. Oh my yeah. why wouldn't he, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like when I went to Rome. My parents got divorced. Yeah, I fight fought in <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It's a deep cut. <laughs> no, they Your got the first wave before that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> My dad midlife crisis in Thailand. <laughs> Bro, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, last thing before. This isn't related to the story at all, but before we move on. Speaking of cops pulling up on you when you haven't done anything wrong, when I get awkward, yeah, in a situation, I do the classic Gen Z thing. I pull out my phone because I get awkward. I'm like, oh, I pull up my phone. Oh, pull up the weather mm. app. Let's see what's going on in my Gmail right now. But when a cop pulls up next to me and I'm not doing anything wrong, I still get awkward. So one time a cop pulled up next to me and we looked at each other. And I just looked straight and like a fucking idiot, dude. I pulled up my phone as just like a, <laughs> yeah, just like a fucking, um, what's it called? Reflex. Yeah. Just as a reflex. Just, yeah, I just pulled, there's another word for it. They used to say in football impulse. No, it was, uh, in football. Yeah. Or like in sports, they're like, uh, reflex. No. Um instinct? <sighs> no. 
touchdown. Muscle memory. There uh, it is. It was like muscle memory. Like I just pulled my phone out and started looking at it. And I'm just changing I just, the song. I'm just changing the song. <laughs> just pulled my phone and started looking. I remember looking up like, what am I doing? I just threw my phone in the back. What to do when a cop pulls up <laughs> next to you? <laughs> so actually, Europe's been going through a lot right now when it comes to drug smuggling. So there is another. <laughs> there's another seizure that had drug seizure that happened. They found from South America to Europe. They stopped a shipment of surfboards that were stuffed with cocaine. Like they cut the surfboards in half and like put cocaine in them, sealed them up. But a dog sniffed it out, cut open one. Kind of like a York peppermint patty, you know? Yep. The outside was surfboard. The inside was very much so cocaine. Mm -hmm. Just like that chocolate mint mixture they get going. And then there was another one uh, where a police dog sniffed out three tons of cocaine hidden in a banana shipment in the Italian port of... Gio Ataro. Do you think when a dog smells a gram of cocaine versus 3.2 tons of cocaine is a different sensory like overload? Yeah, that yeah. Dog... It's like when, uh, so like, I bet you like an eight ball of cocaine is like when you like pull out a treat for your dog. Like, you want a treat? Yeah. You want a treat? And they get all excited. But like a ton of cocaine is when you just hold a live rabbit in front of your dog and then they just go nuts dude you do that to your westie no no do you do that to your (laughs) westie dude dude if you see a dog when they see like a rabbit or a squirrel they go insane when they see a treat they go crazy but i i picture it as like a like you know like an eight ball of cocaine is like a nice like you want to go for a walk boy yeah but 3.2 tons of it is just like straight ride hump your leg eyes rolled back in their head like vibe you know what i mean right yeah for sure Never owned a male dog either, which is crazy. <laughs> okay. Can we move on to the next story? We now? Now. We're good. <laughs> All right. Next headline we got here reads The Big Penis War, a long, hard fight over the first cosmetic penis implant. So, to understand what's really going on here, we got to go way back, right back to the start. The origin of penis enlargement goes all the way back to the Kama Sutra, the fourth century. Uh, they advised men in the book to rub wasp venom on their wieners to help it just inflame, just get nice and girthy. I like, that's the thing is I can't imagine someone in three year 300. Yeah. Extracting venom from a wasp. That's how far back insecurities go. It's not. So if you're a Gen Z and you feel like you're getting picked on as a man for being insecure about, you know, your feelings or your penis size, it wasn't you. It was also (laughs) these big, strong, burly men that you see in cave drawings back in the day. They also were scared. So, (laughs) <laughs> it's okay it's okay keep your head up kid keep your head up and worst case you're a fetish it's all good anyways um after fourth century fast forward to the 16th century the tapanyama people of brazil enlarged their wieners with snake bites we don't know if it was like to the arm that like kind of like let the venom go there or just straight yeah. to the peen but i assume I straight assume, to the peen yeah yeah you attack the problem at the source. Yeah. Right? Again. Would you feel anything, though? Like, if you did that, like, would it even feel good for you? That's just for her pleasure, I feel like. That's a real man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, I love you so much. I'm going to poison uh, my schlong. I almost said <laughs> I let this snake bite my penis. I'm feeling a little lightheaded right now. I ain't going to lie. I'm going to die for this. Yeah, my bones feel like there's bees in them. <laughs> But look at this thing. I only got four minutes to live, so you better make this pleasurable for me, please. That's all I need. <laughs> all right. 
That was 16th century. Let's go a little bit more modern now. So 1930s, mm-hmm. anthropologist Margaret Mead observed Polynesian men stretching their penises with weights. So they would tie their schlongs yeah. to weighted objects and just hope that they would stretch out over time. Side note. What do you mean observed? Mm. Margaret? What does that mean? Like, uh, what, right? if, if her name was Mark Mead, would you have the same question? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, like, so th- this, okay, this is what this is telling me. Okay. So if I want to avoid a charge. Okay. Interesting way to start this, but keep going. I'm no longer watching naked men in a change room for seven hours i'm observing yes over a long period of time right male behavioral patterns in an enclosed setting right it's That's like how you avoid a charge it's like the whole Just idea let me know. i gotta know, let my lawyer know <laughs> according to margaret mead yeah observing it, then it's science i see you anthropologists i see you. i see you i seen that <laughs> i seen that it's like that whole classic so like, i don't trust science bro no i wasn't having sex with this prostitute i was filming it so it's pornography yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah this isn't this isn't prostitution it's pornography so it's perfectly legal yeah yeah keep going um i think this is also modern ish i don't know there wasn't a date attached to this one but mm-hmm. it's rumored to have come from middle eastern culture um it's a method called jelking so if you don't know what jelking is, I'll describe it. John will demonstrate. So it's where you wrap the thumb and the index finger firmly around the base of the shaft and continually slide the hand to the head. So it's like when you're on that last bit of toothpaste, you know, <laughs> you just got to get it out there. That's what jelking is. So don't know what the success rate is on that. But that is hasn't the been or- working for me, but I mean... <laughs> I, maybe I just haven't been doing it long hey, enough. Man, millimeter by millimeter. That the, is the origins of penis enlargement. So now that you have a grasp of how far back insecurities of men penile length is, yep. now we can get into this big <laughs> penis war. So what's going on, John? Explain to the people. So this guy, James Ellis, back in the 90s, you know, he's a urologist. He's a He's a surgeon. He starts getting a lot of like people coming into his practice and like, yo, I've been getting these like penis enhancements where they're injecting fat, when they're injecting silicon, like into his into their wieners. And they're like, yo, now my wiener's like weird shape, bro. Like deformed is what they use in the article. And like that's a terrible place to be. You know what I mean? If you have a deformed wiener, no getting around. He said he had to look some young men in the eyes and tell them. There's nothing I can do for you. And it broke his heart. So he was on a mission. So what he did was create this surgery that he could do where he gave you an implant in your wiener. And I'm about to explain it. And you can't look away. I'm going to look you right in the eyes while I explain (laughs) it here. This is your wiener. These are your balls. Oh, God. He cuts around it. He takes his finger... Oh. After they're separated, like we're we're at this point now, okay. he takes his finger and he slides it up seductively, <laughs> sexually, <laughs> and then as if it was a sausage tube with sausage filling, he takes the filling out. Oh my god! It, it makes that noise too <laughs> as he flops it out. Now you I don't got know flop. About that. You got flop, oh. and you've got 
this white-like organ, he says. <clears throat> now he takes his technology called the Panuma. It's essentially a uh, silicon tube that he wraps around the organ that works within your wiener, okay? He wraps the inside of the sausage in a exterior silicone sausage. And then he takes your wiener skin and rolls it oh. back over the silicone tube that now has the innards of your wean as well as the outside of your wean stretched over it. And now you've added anywhere between an inch to two of girth and an inch to two of length on your wiener. So, still functionable. So still functionable. Panuma is a combination of the words penis, new, and man. That's where the name derives from. Selling point right there. All men need is a like conjunction of words. So he got it FDA approved, and it's the world's first FDA cleared cosmetic penile implant. But it's got a 510K approval from the FDA, which means it's not actually technically like legal. It's legal, but it's it's legal to market and mm -hmm. sell. It's a weird gray area loophole that a lot of people use when they're launching uh, products out there to get by the FDA stuff. But it's approved to market legally. So that's what he did. And he marketed it as like the world's first, you know, FDA cleared penile enlargement thing. And he put it in some magazine ads and it grew a lot of attention. This is back in 2002. And uh, 2004, I think he got approved. 2004, yeah. yeah. And then a thousands of people were knocking on his door. Thousands of men. Yeah. 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 So anyways, <laughs> just had to clear that really up. cut our audience in half. It's <laughs> <laughs> another good surgery joke, man. You're killing that. Um, so anyways, yeah. Also, he mentioned that he only does sizes large to extra, extra large because in quotes, nobody wants a medium. Yeah. Especially no. when it costs $17,000. Yeah. So th that's, that's, that's my thing. It's like he he gave some case studies of a guy who had a a a, a, a disease. Is it a disease? A, a condition called buried penis. Yeah. So buried penis or buried penis is when your flaccid cack is so small <laughs> that it's literally like turtle shells into your narts. Yeah. Tur like turtle head yeah. into the shell just disappears. Yeah. In it's there. literally a mushroom top. <laughs> Not even. Yeah, barely, barely. So that's a, this, the medical term for this is called buried penis. Yep, yeah, right in there, right into your nuts. So the Panula fixed that. Yeah, so this guy like gave this guy a new look on life mm -hmm. and a new just length, bro. Like, what's that? It's actually a great success story. It's an amazing story of this guy. Gave him a new lease on life. Yep. And, you know, it, it's the thing is like, that was my question about like, no one wants a medium, right? Sizes are large to extra, extra large. But like, when's the cutoff? Because if you have buried penis, <laughs> you know, the step up, that's the small, you're looking at inversion here almost. Negative yeah, penis length. <laughs> a negative penis length. Yeah. That's a hard sell. He's an innie. <laughs> that's an innie. <laughs> <laughs> How are you about to give this man a large? Yeah, I mean, like, large compared to what it used to be. Oh, so it's a contextual thing. I think so, you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Like, there's different weight classes. Yeah. So he's, like, a heavyweight. No. Yeah, he's, like, the best of the small weights. Yeah, he's, like, he's about to move into yeah. welterweight. Yeah. 
Okay. But it, dude, it literally changed this guy's life. So this guy that had buried penis, he was a 52-year-old man. He got the surgery. Right. And um, he said he had more confidence with women, improved his sex life. Mm-hmm. He said it feels natural enough that his partners can't even tell it's there. And in quotes, it says, I walk around naked around the room now and don't have any issues. Interesting. The confidence level is through the roof, like all because his penis gained two inches. Good for him, man. I honestly, there's a macro problem here, I think. But before we get into that, here's where the big penis war comes into play. So this guy, Robert Cornell, this is the anti-hero? Is that what well, we call him? Well, because here's the thing is, so James uh, Alist, the guy that came up with the Panula. Panuma. Panuma, sorry. He got so good at it that he started training people. And mm-hmm. physicians around the country would fly into Beverly Hills, which is where he's based out of, to mm-hmm. learn how to do this. One of them was uh, Robert Cornell. And so this guy came in to do his training. And he asked hella questions, stood on stools to get the bird's eye view, watched two procedures yeah, back to back, it. bro. Was- Just was like, you know, culture vulturing mm-hmm. without anyone knowing. He flies back to Houston. Well, he didn't even finish the training. No. So he, he went there for training, and then at the end of the training, he had to sign an NDA. So he dipped. He yeah. got out of there. Asked hella questions, got everything he needs yeah. to know. In the NDA, it says, you know, if you take anything from this, anything, any of this information, you need to use it mm-hmm. to either collaborate or advance the technology that Panuma is yeah working on right now so this cornell guy he brought it back to texas and he got a lawyer who found a loophole where like well technically you still can make your own product exactly because he asked this guy ellis a crazy amount of questions about the future of panuma and was like what are you going to do and he's like i got these ideas for air pockets i got these ideas for dissolvable mesh like he's got crazy ideas for this because ellis has been at this for a minute he designed a a pump that men could use men who are impotent a pump that was an an air pump i'll i'll, I'll just classify yeah. what type of pump it was and the air pump was in your nuts literally like the shoe from the early 2000s yeah like you a, <laughs> like you know those rbk skates you used yeah, to wear yeah. with the green button <laughs> yeah. on the side and they were yeah. sick because you could pump them bitches up right to your heel size yeah right to fit you this guy had one of those installed in your nutsack. Yeah. And you would go. And then you now have this like airbag filled wiener. And then assumedly you would just like pop the pop. And it done. would just deflate yeah. at the end of it. This is back in the 90s, bro. Yeah, this is this ahead was, of his time. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a pioneer, if I must yeah. say so myself. So but, anyways. This guy, Cornell, in 2017, goes back to Houston and he starts taking all these ideas that he heard based off questions he asked on how to build a better prosthetic penis. And he does this and he takes these like advancements, puts them into a prototype, sends it to the FDA and they're like, yo, we don't have enough like evidence that this will work. Sends them diagrams. They're like, yo, this works. Sorry, not the FDA. It's another board. But then he has to get FDA cleared. So he sends it to the FDA. And he's like, I expect a pretty prompt uh, Mm -hmm. approval based off the 510K approval that Ellis just got. Just copycat to the extreme. Same thing. They're like, fuck yeah, man. Great work. 
I might hit you up in a couple days, mm. just letting you know. And then so this guy starts doing a new product, a new procedure called the Augmenta. Like uh, it's his name for the Panuma. You know, yeah. But the, as soon as he starts doing it, inside. as soon as he starts doing it, he gets sued. Well, he he was doing it for like over a year, and then word, was it? Word spreads quickly in the penile uh, growth industry. And there's only so, two guys doing it. Yeah, he word was, spread. He was prepping for the debut. A list found out, and now he's suing his ass. Mm-hmm. So they just went. Uh, the trial started a few weeks ago. Um, so the issue here is um, a list side. If you're team a list, here's what he's saying. He it's flat out, plain and simple. He believes his life work's been stolen. He's like, this is what I've been doing. He says, it's taken me 20 years to reach this point yep. with the Panuma. And he's, a, he, like you said, he's a pioneer. This is his industry. Mm-hmm. He wants to bring in people to train them, whatever. So he feels like this guy wronged him. He stole his inte- intellectual property. That's that. Plain and simple. The other guy's the villain. Or is he? Because Cornell, he went to the training and he saw several flaws with what yeah. was going on with this guy's system. Because... Customers of a list have reported horrific side effects. Some yep. people, like not everyone's had a good experience with this guy with their penis enlargement surgeries. So he's like, okay, I As see where this don't. is coming from. So what Cornell is saying is that preventing Augmenta, his version of the penis enlargement technology, preventing that from coming to the market, which is what this lawsuit would want, would deprive men of a safer way to enlarge their penises. So this guy is for the people. So that's what he's saying. What side do you lie on? Here's the thing. I don't think we should be gatekeeping penis enlargement. Thank you. It's the same argument that comes with sampling music. You know what I mean? If you take a beat from an artist, spin it a little ways, Mm -hmm. I don't think that artist should be like, hey, man. Well, actually, I think the artist should be like, you give me a little bit of money for this. I think he should just have to pay a percentage of each Augmenta implementation to Ellist, you know? Just like as a thank you. Thank you for giving me this sort of information. A little royalty, if you will, you know? Because, I mean, it's like like any medical products. I mean, there's not just one cough medicine. Yeah, exactly. There's not just one type of tampon. Dude, that's what I'm saying. So it's like there's more than one way to skin a cat. We got Kleenex and Scotties. Right. We got Pepsi and Coke. We got (laughs) not medical, but yeah. Ford and Chevy. Yep. Right. Still not medical. We got Band-Aid. We got Band-Aid and the other brands that make (laughs) Band-Aids. We got no name. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And we got Panuma and Augmenta. So here is the fallout Mm -hmm. because they went to trial for nine days and a decision has been made. So following the nine-day trial, the jury found Robert Cornell and his group liable for trade secret appropriation. Cornell was found liable for trademark infringement, uh, use of counterfeit mark, and copyright infringement, for which the plaintiffs were awarded $16,050. Sorry, $1,650. That's it. Less than two Gs these guys are offered. However, the jury invalidated Augmenta's two patents and found that Cornell breached their agreements with the international medical devices. The judge has yet to determine how much to award the plaintiffs and lost royalties. So I guess more money's come in a list's way. And I guess a list just is now running a monopoly because I think they just destroyed this guy's patent of the competitor Augmenta. So this guy got what he wanted. He's gatekeeping the penis enlargement industry. So now men have to travel to Beverly Hills. I don't like that. To grow their dicks. I don't like that. Sorry. 
It's Johnson's. not that it's not we that men about, have to. We talked about what words we could use <laughs> yeah. for weems. Come on, it's Dicks not, was it's not, not one that of men them. have to travel to Beverly Hills. It's Sorry? that it's that the physicians have to travel to Beverly Hills to get the training. Right, and they can do the surgery elsewhere. Yeah, the pneumo one, but they do, can't do the augmenta one. No, they have, they have to do his method, yeah. which and is they have to buy his product, which has yeah. been proven to have flaws. Yes, yeah, because you know it doesn't have a hundred percent success rate. Some men have had issues. There's some horror stories. Like this one guy got the surgery. He's from Houston as well, like Cornell, I guess. And uh, he flew back to Houston and he noticed pain. He couldn't ejaculate. It yeah. hurt when he peed. So he had to get surgery to remove the pneuma. And the surgery actually cost him to lose two and a half inches. Yeah, that's that's hurt. Like not from that's what hurt. he gained, just yeah. two and a half inches from where he started from. Being negative 0.5 inches sucks, Bro. dude. <laughs> Bro. Buried peen. This like guy's got buried peen. Getting yourself out of buried peen and then putting yourself further into the hole oh, of buried peen sucks. Literally. Um, you know, I think they should I have taken under- the high road and like, you know, they should have like done an out of court settlement and just joined forces. You know, like Austin Powers and Dr. Evil at the end of Gold Member. Just, you know, bad meets evil mm-hmm. to just, no, that's not, the, that's not, good meets evil to take down bad. You know what I mean? Okay, sure. That's what I was thinking. I, I just, the, the horror stories of people getting injections into their wieners pre-Panuma is crazy to me, man. So, because yeah, like we said, this guy's from Beverly Hills and he started with the pump in the 90s. Yeah. And he was, he's a urologist, so he specializes with the, the Johnson. So he was thinking of ways because he lived in Beverly Hills. So he he said he's seen it all the time. People getting breast implants, lip injections, all this yeah. kind of yeah. uh, procedures. And he was like, "Why can't we do the same with the penis?" Makes sense. And then he told his doctor colleagues, and they were like, "You're crazy. You can't do that. It can't yeah. be done. It can't be done. It's been tried before. You can't do it. Trust me. You can't do it, Johnson." And he was like, "Don't tell me what I can't do." Full John Locke style. It's for all those so, lost watchers. Yeah. Out there. Then he went his own way and he figured out a way on how to do it. Which is, I mean, good for him. So I understand what he's saying is like, yo, I created this. You know what I mean? Like, so I should reap all the benefits of it. I understand the ego coming in the way yep. with that. But it all comes back to the ego involved. This is just describing men, this whole story. Yep. The, whole, the ego and the inability to deal with, you know, small penis syndrome. Men that create these ideas and we want to just own them. We can't share the wealth. It's all of ours. I, this whole story to me just it screams ego. That's all it is from all angles of it. So here's the people that want the surgery, the people that created the product, the people that are gatekeeping the product. This is men. So this is how we do. When it comes to ego, as a man, you go and get penis enlargement surgery. You letting a dude do it to you? But he goes to get penis enlargement surgery. The well, doctor if you want a job walks done in. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> doctor walks in. He just goes, "No homo." Put me under, doc. <laughs> I was gonna get penis enlargement surgery, babe, but the doctor was a dude, and I'm not gay, so I just backed out. That, of that. I didn't want a dildo inside me permanently. <laughs> that's uh. That's basically what it is. It, it's it's essentially it's essentially that. You think uh, this guy would have had to have had a small ween? Because you know when you start when you create a new product, it's because you see a problem, right? So is this guy like I see a problem in my own life? 
he can't do the surgery on himself unless he's just a fucking savage. Crazy, crazy There's origin another story. reference for you. Or is he is he hung and he's like, I feel terrible for my brothers. He's no, like, <laughs> no man feels that sort of remorse for his brothers. Yeah. No way, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about this, man, because this guy's kind of a legend for coming up with this, especially when yeah. doctors, like colleagues, like high profile doctors back then were telling him like, dude, it can't be done. And he did it anyways. But also this guy trying to like elevate it, did it in a bit of a scummy way. Sure. Yeah. But he was trying to zuck him, dude. Straight up. He was trying to Zuckerberg him. He's trying to Zuck. He's trying to Zuck that thing off, bro. <laughs> zuck that <laughs> shit right off, bro. Is Zuck evil? Yes. Yeah. Is he a revolutionary? Yes. I don't know if I'd use that word, but he did change the game, I guess. He's a pioneer. He's a pioneer. He's a pioneer. Revolutionary. Um, so I don't know how I feel about this. Also, too, like the bigger issue of like, I don't know if women care about penis size. Have we ever asked women how they feel about it? Because it's always dudes talking about this, like, oh, my dick's fucking big, oh, big fucking, big fucking, big mm. fucking dick. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's only us that we talk about it. I never really talk to girls about I don't think girls really care, yeah. to be honest. I've actually heard more girls say that they don't like it when it's too big. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Were you crying when they told you that? Were you sitting in the corner of the room, just looking out the window, like, <laughs> When that was happening. Yeah. This is exactly what he was talking about, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're the fucking problem. You're the problem. <laughs> Dude, so here's the thing is that really tripped me out was like in the 90s before this technology was like really regarded as like technology was like dudes were doing like super unsafe procedures of like getting like fat. From Rubbing wasp venom on their dicks. Yeah. Like, but like... Uh, Get let's, snake bites on the Johnsons. Let's move 1,600 years into the future. Yeah. And these fellas are getting fat from different parts of their body injected into mm. their schlongs. Yeah. And it just, it, it reminds me, man. It reminds me of this story from back home. Family friend messing around in a shopping cart in an abandoned parking lot. He gets, hits a speed bump, gets launched out of the apart or the the shopping shopping cart and he scrapes the shit out of his knuckles and so he has raw knuckles now and what did they replace his knuckles with penis skin not quite butt skin butt skin butt skin family friend had to replace family <laughs> family friend had to address his like injuries the whole time you know what I mean? So you got I was skin like, grafts? "Yeah, skin yeah. grafts from his butt, his Man, butt, oh, his scarred. own butt. Yeah, his own butt, bro. Own butt is why, making up his knuckles. Why the now. butt? Like if he punched someone, he can be like, kiss my ass, <laughs> kiss my ass, yeah. boy, right in the mouth. Yeah, taste you like that. that shit. Want to eat some ass? Pooped out of that one yeah. time, boy. Mm. Yeah. Now you got pink eye. Bow, yeah. right in the eye. You ever taste ass? No. Bow. How's that taste? Yeah, here." <laughs> Like that shit. <laughs> Weird now. You can knock someone out and give them a dirty Sanchez in one blow. Wow. <laughs> is that a thing? No, dude. So the <laughs> thing is, is I watched uh, the Pats play the Jets one day as like a very young child and just kept calling Mark Sanchez the dirty Sanchez. <laughs> 
And I didn't understand it until years later. <laughs> it's when you get a shit stain and rub it up, up your upper lip. Right? I think that's yeah, what yeah. it is. That's what I was told as an eight year old. I don't think you're wrong. All right. Move well, to the next story. I will search up what a dirty Sanchez is. What? You don't know so, what a dirty Sanchez is? That's what it is, right? Are we wrong? No, you're not wrong. No, you're not wrong. When two okay. people are having anal sex and the man takes out his penis and rubs it on the woman's lips, forming a Mexican mustache. It's a little hmm. Mexican mustache. Seems like didn't need to add that in there. You think you just said? Yeah, I love how something so mustache, graphic no. and disturbing. We're like, that's racist. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> like good for us, dude. Yeah, exactly. Twenty twenty three, dude. <laughs> yeah, I love it. The dirty mustache, like rubbing shit on your partner's lip and calling it the dirty Sanchez. <laughs> dirty Sanchez, don't like that. Racist, don't like that. Yeah. But doing it, <laughs> good for you. It's called the dirty mustache. Yeah. yeah, there needs to be a more progressive name for yeah, that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the dirty racco, um, <laughs> dirty Italian. <laughs> that's exactly wow. Right. That's way and that's the name. We only racist that. to Italians still. Exactly. So. It's okay. We got a few more years. How many do you think? Time's running out. You think? It's just, I don't know. We just, how long until Italians become self aware that they can be woke to? Never. You don't think? Italians so, being woke? Yeah. I don't know. So I think we can, I think we can just pile on those. Yeah. I think we can pile on the Italian jokes until then. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because Italians are still living in the year 1963. That when you say racist stuff in Italian, they're just like, yeah, that's how people talk because they're just in that headspace yeah. of that time era. So when you call an Italian like a WAP or something, yeah. I can say this because I'm Italian. Mm -hmm. But when you say stuff like that to Italian, they're just like, yeah, yeah. I don't care. I'll burn your business yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> Think I give a fuck? I didn't give a fuck about your towing trucks. <laughs> Be a shame if all of their brakes got cut. <laughs> Speaking of Italians, uh, next headline reads, am I doing the headline read? You're doing the headline read. I'm doing the headline read. All right. We got a teacher fired in Italy after skipping 20 years of work. She found a loophole where in the past 24 years, she only worked four of them. There's one thing Italians love. It's loopholes. Dude, it's so funny because there's this ongoing joke. Like That, that was true, eh? When Italians start like a project, <laughs> like when Italians working on their yard or their basement, it's going to take like four years to finish. <laughs> I know. I mean, or it's the complete opposite. They're very hardworking people, but it depends. It's yeah. very hit or miss. You right. know what I mean? So depends on what like generation of immigrant they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your grandfather's, his, his backyard's getting done in three weeks. Oh, done. Yeah. But your sister's four months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're, they'll complain, like, no, I'm going to do it myself and it'll take a whole summer. <laughs> Patio's going to be ready by November. Enjoy it. You get a week. Every chair slides to the right. <laughs> so uh, here's the story. She was fired after a legal battle of her prolonged absences. And then she was ruled innocent by the Supreme Judge. And yep. she was reinstated, got her job back. Yep. And then they snip snapped. They were like, oh, wait, hang on. Never mind. She's lazy and inadequate. And then they fired her again. But not only was she in inadequate or lazy, she literally just didn't show up. No. For 20 years no. and when she did show up students said that she was just distracted by her phone would borrow their textbooks to see where they were at in the lesson and would just give random grades yeah she would really take advantage of them sick days you know personal days i'm going to a conference yep a lot and of the that. conference was like six months long yeah 
Which is crazy. Yeah. Because she did it for 20 years. You know what's years. crazy? As a teacher, you can just keep having kids. They don't even have to be your kid. It could be like someone else's kid. You're just harvesting it. And harvesting? You get- I don't. I I know what you're saying. <laughs> like you're a surrogate mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But you're also- Call a- whatever you want. But you can <laughs> harvest a kid. <laughs> you can harvest a kid. And- you're a kid and you get farmer. Paid- <laughs> a human baby farmer. <laughs> In the seaside of Sicily, of Sicily, because <laughs> you get paid out. At least in Canada, you get paid if you're pregnant. Just perpetual maternity. Yeah, I'm growing leave. corn. Yeah, you can just have it forever. I'm, I'm growing corn, Roma tomatoes, watermelon radishes, and this like <laughs> small child inside me. You're crazy, man. So yeah, teacher, use sick days, vacation time, and permits to attend conferences and avoid holding lessons. Uh, so she was unhappy with the ruling, and she said she will reconstruct the truth. That's a strong statement with documents to prove her side of the story. However, she cannot expand on her defense because, in quote, she said, sorry, but right now I'm on the beach. <laughs> oh, so- sorry, but right now I'm at the beach, yeah. is what she said. On and at, not a big difference. Yeah. But no, I, I get what you're saying. I like the idea of her, like, mid-suntan, you yeah. know? Sorry, I'm rolling right now. I can't Oh, talk. what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not working. I'm not working. I can't do this right now. I can't talk. I'm enjoying my suntan. I'm at Wait, the you want to ruin my Sunday? It's the Sunday. What's going on here? Did you guys have Ocean's class? No, you didn't. You're in Ontario <laughs> High School. Of course you didn't. We had Ocean's class. Okay. And uh, I never took it because I took like the advanced science classes, but... Ocean's Eleven was a great class for. Uh, what? that was the name of the class? Yeah, Ocean's Eleven. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's awesome. Learn Ocean's... how to rob banks. Yeah, no, literally, it was just you would. The the only reason people would take it was because one of the days of school you would go to the, the shore. The, yeah, the shore, the ocean, and you would go and have to find like fifteen specimens of different life, but. The best part about it was there was always a couple like cool kids who took oceans and they would just go hotbox this one specific porta potty at the shore. And I was always so jealous my mom let me like made me take ocean or bio 11 and not oceans 11 with all my friends. Yeah. So I just really wanted to go hotbox this porta potty, bro. <laughs> Fucking Nova Scotia. So, <laughs> as I Scotia. say it, I'm like, this is crazy. You want to know the the perfect hand gestures to use when describing the story? Yes. Just because it's an Italian story. I'm yeah, no, please. Guys Enlighten Italian. me. Enlighten this is Ocean's me. Eleven. This is Italian 101. Yeah. So you, you start off with this. You do this. Yeah. You know, can you believe this? this teacher, right? This teacher didn't work for 20 years. Can you believe that? You see the transition there? Nice and smooth. This teacher, she didn't work for 20 years. Can you believe that? That's the arc of Italian hand gestures right there. Do you ever get crazy with two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. You could. <laughs> it looks like I'm supposed to be snapping, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it looks like you're like yeah. coordinating an orchestra, mm. you know? But you start off with the the lead. Yeah. This teacher didn't work for 20 years. Your opinion, which should also be their opinion, can you believe that? And then repeating that, but like emphasizing your opinion on it, what a fucking gagoots. You know what does I mean? That's this, does this ever happen? Does this ever happen to yeah. emphasize points? No, that's more of a Trump thing. Right. Yeah. That's where I knew it. Italians from. are inward. Trump is out. 
Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Sorry for audio listeners if you can't see the gestures, but just get Spotify and watch it. You fucking good <laughs> Or YouTube. That's the first time I've ever said it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. You just insulted a whole race. No, I'm kidding. No, what? no, no, no. no, no. What? It just means dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> it's what Tony Soprano calls his son. He's a gagoots. A gagoots. Yeah, yeah. Is it this? No, see, it, it depends. Like, when you're. <laughs> <laughs> I see the parallels. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> I couldn't be Italian. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Too many questions. It's like this. So like, yeah, my dad was a Habs fan, but he lived in Toronto. Can you believe that? Man. That's the arc right mm. there. If you're ever trying to speak Italian and English, that's uh-huh. how you do it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. My dad was a Habs fan. (laughs) (laughs) And then... I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. (laughs) All right. Uh, I don't have much else to say about this. I have a beef against teachers, so if we keep going on this, it's going to get political. Yeah, and honestly, a little rude. (laughs) I just... I have no respect. (laughs) I have zero respect. These teachers, they don't work. Can you believe that? He's a university (laughs) graduate. (laughs) Doesn't have one to credit for his success. Damn. Self-made. Dude. Dude. Self-made like every other <laughs> every <laughs> other Italian. Can you believe that? Made. Can you believe that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. These Your teachers gonna hate they want to take credit for my You're... success. You believe that? <laughs> That's how they Your hate dad that. is gonna <laughs> hate. <laughs> I can't stop. He's I'm gonna sorry. hate this. Yeah, I've had two good teachers, and that's an, that's terrible. Shout out to them. You know, yeah, shout out to them. They're great. You know what I mean. But most of them, they don't do nothing. This Maybe Canada's you shouldn't have gone to Catholic school. System, though. Hmm? Like it's not on the teachers that it's like. No, but like they're put in a system where it's like they can literally they do they they're just set. Yeah, they're yeah. set. You do all your work in the first year, maybe yeah. two. If we went up two separate curriculums, and then. Or the curriculum with like different variations and that's it. You're set for life. That sounds like the best. And once you're locked in, I've had teachers throw (laughs) desks at kids. And because they were in the system for more than 10 years, they stayed. They're not fired. Multiple times they threw chalk and desks at kids. And they're still in the school system. That's crazy. That's why I have a beef with them. I've seen a ton of kids throw desks at teachers. So I'm like, shout out the teacher. teacher. I watched a kid throw a desk at a teacher and then try to throw a desk out of the classroom. And then got put like in class detention. And then during in class detention, the teacher left for a minute to use the bathroom. And he tried to throw another desk out the window of the second story of the elementary school. Josh Adams Ketty, don't know where he's at these days. Shouldn't have name dropped, but yeah. (laughs) Don't don't know where he's uh, at (laughs) these days. I don't say don't, I don't like, I don't, don't disrespect teachers and throw shit at them. I had a kid one time swing at a teacher. I've seen that. Don't do that. But I also just don't appreciate you know, like the like authority. It's just, it's just not the authority. It's just like, bro, the, like, the whole tenure. They system. always strike and they always complain when they literally have the best gig ever in the world. You have the best gig. If you're a teacher in Canada, you have the best gig. You can believe these people. <laughs> the best gig. Can you believe <laughs> these? No, that's, that's, that's Bill Burr. But yeah, <laughs> can you, can you? Ah, oh, it's brutal. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the down of the wire podcast. You get hot. Your weekly source of misinformation. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Except for the first 45. I yeah. promise. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> like, follow, subscribe, do your thing, man. Just tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. 
show it to your mom, see what she thinks. Uh, and your dad, sister, brother, dog, teacher, lover. teacher, show your teacher this last part exclusively. <laughs> All my teachers might smarten them the fuck up. Shout out Mr. Smith, shout out Mr. Herbert. There's a couple good ones, but most of you, what you doing? <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but you were gonna be like most of you die thanks everyone <laughs> thanks for jumping up down the wire podcast <laughs>